The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We talked about vacant homes a little bit earlier. Really interesting stats. So the government's long under pressure to do something um, about the number of vacant properties in the state as a partial solution to the housing crisis. The census says there's about 166,000 uh, of them. This in- excludes uh, holiday homes. Then uh, revenue said about 57,000 uh, may be liable for a uh, vacant home tax. And the vacant home tax has been paid by... 3,000. So 3,000 out of a potential of 166,000 plus. So 90, how did I qualify? 98.4% or 98.2% of homes in the state and not liable uh, for the vacant property tax. Uh, Labour leader Ivana Bacic uh, joins me. Um, Ivana, can you understand why this number is so low? Uh, well, good afternoon, Kieran, and thank you very much for inviting me on the show. And the figures are extraordinary. We are seeing just 3,000 properties apparently subject to the vacant homes tax. As you've said, this is a tiny proportion of the number that was predicted to be eligible. We had understood certainly that at least uh, 50,000 might be eligible, uh, and that's from uh, from the uh, local property tax figures. Um, the census data says that as many as 150,000 properties nationwide may be vacant. And across the country, you know, your listeners will be well aware that there is a scourge of vacancy and dereliction in all of our communities. I can think even in my own immediate proximity where I live in Dublin Bay South, you know, if it, several properties on the adjoining streets immediately close to me. And, you know, the official figure is bearing no relation to the reality. So I think it must be very disappointing for government, frankly, to see so few properties subject to this tax, which was supposed to be a panacea or a silver bullet to deal with the, uh, or to, you know, to try and incentivise people, I suppose, to put vacant homes back into use. And I suppose, Kieran, the other figure that, I mean, is, is immediately striking for us all is the fact that there are 13,000 people who are in emergency accommodation who are on the homeless list, including 4,000 children. And, you know, for anyone who's who's between homes, who's couch surfing, who can't find a place of their own, it must be deeply distressing to hear that only 3,000 properties nationwide are, uh, are regarded as being eligible to vacant home tax. It just shows up really the ineffectiveness of government's policies. And, and, and what is ineffective then, do you suspect about it? Because there, there are exemptions to it and, and they are things like the building being kind of absolutely derelict that maybe the person who would be living there otherwise has fallen ill, they might be in hospital, it's subject to a grant of probate, so somebody has died, the estate is being administered, it is subject to sale, it is being renovated, all legitimate reasons that uh, uh, a home might avoid this tax. Are, th- are there too many reasons? Is it too easy to avoid it? Or is it the self-reporting nature? What What is the problem from your point of view? I think it's a combination of issues. Uh, I think certainly the exemptions need to be re- will need to be reviewed and, and indeed I'm sure government will be reviewing them in light of this extremely low figure. Uh, I think there's also an issue with self-reporting. Clearly that's an issue. I suppose the glaring point here is that the government simply do not know how many vacant and derelict properties there are across the country. When I raised this issue earlier today with the Taoiseach and the doll, he uh, suggested to me that, you know, that those in opposition who had said there are 150,000 properties vacant across the country are simply wrong. But his point, but, you know, I would throw back to, 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 to the Taoiseach that that 150,000 figure is taken from the census uh, and that the government themselves have not been able to produce any alternative that's, that we can stand over. And certainly I would suggest that neither the Taoiseach nor anyone in government would for a minute imagine that the figure is as low as 3,000. So clearly there's a vast chasm of unknowns between that 3,000 figure of properties who, have, who are, say they're eligible to the vacant home tax and the 150,000 properties vacant according to the census.
census. It, yeah. The real figure may be closer to 50. But the point is we don't I mean, know. Listen, I, it's, we it, yeah, I, I agree. Listen, it's, it's, it's kind of one thing for the government to stand up or the Taoiseach to stand up and say, I'm not sure I believe the census figure. I can't remember a, a Taoiseach or the last time it happened, they stood up and said, I don't believe what revenue say. So it's revenues figure is, it's not quite 160, but it's 56 or 57,000. It's still quite significant. Exactly. So it's a very significant figure from revenue. So the 57, if we even took that as the baseline of 57,000, but something that we in Labour have been calling for is for the government to maintain a national register. This could be very simply done. The reality is that local authorities across the country are obliged to keep vacant and derelict sites registers. Now, again, if you look at the registers, and I've done some forensic digging in Dublin City Council register, you find again this clearly very, very serious underreporting here uh, in Dublin City Council's last time I looked, you know, 41 sites to- in total on the vacant sites register for Dublin City Council, you know, and again, and just over 100 on the derelict sites register, slightly different definitions for vacancy and for dereliction. But the point being that, of course, again, this is just a drop in the ocean compared to the reality of dereliction and vacancy mm. across Dublin. So we in Labour have called on people, actually go and report. If you see a property on your street or in your area that you know to be vacant or derelict, report Report that to the to, to your council and and make sure then that count the council is empowered to take action on this and this is where central government does need to step up. They should be taking the data from the local authorities, putting this into a national database so we have a clearer fig- figure as to how many properties are actually vacant there, like, and then empowering local authorities to go out compulsorily purchase properties that are sitting idle. Yeah, do, do you do you think the house. state and through local authorities should be operating a, a more active and robust? system of compulsory purchase order. Absolutely. I do, of course. I mean, you know, there is some... There is some movement on this and some local authorities are better than others. Uh, Dublin City Council have started uh, carrying out compulsory purchase in Bass Place, just around the corner from Leinster House in Dublin too. We see a number of houses now that are uh, in, uh, that there is a CPO process, compulsory purchase order process underway from Dublin City Council. That's very welcome. But again, across the country, there are, we do know, even just on that lower revenue figure of 57,000, there are so many properties that could be turned relatively easily into homes for people who badly need them. And currently, there's just no sense of urgency from central government. They're leaving it all up to the local councils and the local councils, it seems, are simply not resourced or empowered sufficiently to do this. We have vacant homes officers now in each council and that's very welcome. But it's really about central government insisting that the powers that are there are used more effectively. And let's see a national advertising campaign to ensure that people are, are again, empowered with the knowledge to know you can report. You can go on vacanthomes.ie and log a vacant home. You can go on to your local council website. But these are, you know, this needs to be done far more proactively by government. It shouldn't be an opposition party that is, you know, mm. that ends up having to do it. Ivana Batchik, thank you for your time. Ivana is the Labour Party leader with me as well as Ono Brin, who is Sinn Féin's housing spokesperson. Um, Owen, I, I kind of, I listed off right at the outset of that interview an awful lot of numbers. 166,000 is the um, is the census figure. Revenue of another number of 57,000, uh, ultimately only 5,000, possibly uh, liable, only 3,000. Can you make more sense? And I guess maybe, uh, to put it simply for the listener at home, how many houses, potential houses are out there, empty, nobody living in them, that could be turned around and used? Part of the problem here, of course, is that those two data sets, the, the revenues uh, estimate and the census, aren't actually asking the right question. Um, the revenue only look at l- local property tax liability on vacant properties, um, whereas the census looks at all empty residential units, vacant and derelict, and, and other types of empty units on the night of the census. 
what's really frustrating is like I'm not I'm not surprised by these figures at all. It's almost like this tax was set up not to do what it was designed to do. And for seven years since the last government's housing plan, there has been a commitment to actually, first of all, count the number of actual vacant and derelict homes. But also what we need to do is do what they do in Scotland, not just count the total number, but classify them. Like some of these are in probate. Well, you can't go after those. Some of them are in fair deal. You can't go after those. Some of them are in parts of the country where people just don't want to live. Uh, And therefore, uh, an Oireachtas committee that did a report on this um, uh, uh, some time ago, where we brought in experts who knew what was best practice around the world, really recommended the Scottish model, which is the Department of Housing should, first of all, have a comprehensive count, starting with the census figure and then whittling it down to a more credible figure. The census has two other figures which are important. They accounted between the 2016 and 2022 census, uh, 48,000 properties, residential properties vacant during that five-year period. Yeah. They also counted 33,000 vacant private rental properties. Uh, and some of those we can't include in the first figure. So I, I've always kind of worked from an estimate. There is somewhere between forty and 60,000 vacant and derelict homes in the state yeah. that could be brought back into so, active so use. So you suspect if, if the government did that body of work that you talk about, actually going out, follow the Scottish model or whatever model they want to come up with, that they would they would land on a figure somewhere between forty and 60,000. The best thing is, if I'm wrong, that's fine because we'd have an objective figure and we'd all know, right? Because the big frustration here is until you actually know the number and not just the number, but which ones you can go after, it's very difficult. But I remember a long conversation I had with the folks in Waterford City and County Council, the Chief Executive and the Director of Housing. Census at that time said there was 4,000 vacants and derelicts. They said, look, they've done a very detailed street-by-street walk around. And they reckon there's possibly about 2,000, but of those, only 1,000 could you go after. Okay, great. That's 1,000 homes that we could have gone after. And only a handful of those have been brought back into use, despite the fact that Waterford Council have actually tried hard to do so. And when you say gone after, I mean, it strikes me there's there's three ways you could go after it. There's the the carrot, you you, you incentivise the owners of that property to, to bring it back with through tax incentives or tax breaks or something else. There's the stick, you punish them for not bringing it back into the market, which I guess is the point of this uh, 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 vacant property tax or local property tax, however, vacant home tax, um, which is proven to be slightly ineffective. Or you just CPO it, you take it off them altogether. Which do uh, you prefer? So first of all, um, uh, you need carrot and stick. Uh, so for example, government did have, under the last government, some carrot schemes, the repair and lease scheme and the buy and renew scheme. Uh, but they didn't work very well. Uh, the government has another, uh, I suppose you could call it a carrot scheme, uh, the vacant home refurbishment grant that we know from last week after 18 months, only 21 drawdowns, although far more applications. So a lot of the carrots that have been put in place are badly designed and very poorly funded. And that's why they're not meeting the targets. But the vacant property tax is really important. And first of all, it needs to be levied on all vacant and derelict homes, not just vacants, but also derelicts are some reasonable exclusions like probate and fair deal, etc. But it also needs to be punitive because it's not only that only a tiny number of properties are being hit with this tax, it's not a very significant amount of money, right? So it's three times the LPT. In some places, that might be about €900. Euros. Other jurisdictions place a tax that starts as a percentage of the market value of the property mm. and doubles every year. And it's not that you want to tax people. That's not the point of a vacant property tax. The purpose of it is this. Uh, 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 leaving homes empty in the middle of a housing crisis is like hoarding food in a famine. And therefore, we should be saying to people, if you have a vacant property, do one of three things. Mm. Put it on the market and sell it. Rent it out through a public or private scheme or live in it. Because if you're not going to do one of those three things, and it's reasonable to ask people who own those properties to do one of those three, we're going to hit you with a prohibitive tax. And therefore, Pierce Doherty argued 
that first of all, basing it on a low multiple of LPT and leaving it as a flat rate year in year wasn't enough. So we need better carrots. Yeah. We need better sticks. But here's the big missing picture. The thing that we need is when we have that proper count and we know exactly what can be gone after, local authorities need to be given a dedicated budget and they need to be given uh, 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 the mandate to go acquire and refurbish those properties. Use some for social housing, some for affordable rental and some for sale for affordable purchase. Mm. The difficulty at the minute is if I'm a local authority manager and I want to go after a bunch of vacants, it takes me ages to get approval from the Department of Housing for the money to buy and I get no guarantee that I'll get the money to refurb. So it's very risky for a local authority to go after the unit. So we need a proper count so we know exactly what's there. We need carrots and sticks and the stick has to work. But crucially, in addition to things like repair and lease and and the, the refurbishment grant, which are fine in principle, although they could be significantly improved, we need a local authority-led approach prioritising the acquisition, refurbishment, with CPO if necessary, but in yeah. many cases it wouldn't be, uh, but for social, affordable rental, affordable purchase. And for me, here's the problem. Seven years in, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, all talk on vacant and derelicts, no ambition, no delivery like so many other yeah. parts of the housing There'll crisis. Be people listening to this, this is though, the latest iteration. Who, who own those properties and they might reject the metaphor uh, uh, of the famine and hoarding food in a famine because they might point out uh, the fact that this, this famine is, is a government-caused. And yeah. they say, and now the go- same, that self-same government or a successive government turning around and punishing us for their failure is unfair. I mean, this, this is an asset. This is an asset I invested in. And why are they now punishing me for investing in it? And if it is an asset and an asset you've invested in, you can actually make money from that asset now. You can rent it out in the private rental market. You can long-term lease it to the local authority for social housing. You can sell it to a young family. But they might think, desperate. oh no, I could refurbish it and rent it and then own or bring it, freeze the rents. And then if the cost of running the property or maintaining it uh, uh, continues to increase because of inflation, Owen is going to make sure that I'm out of pocket. Well, first of all, rents are at their highest they've ever been. Uh, Yes, Owen O'Brien would ban rent increases for three years, but you'd be at the top of the market. And then we'd link rents uh, reviews uh, uh, to an index such as wages uh, and you'd get a very good deal. But for example, one of the stick carrots that's out there at the minute is repair and lease. You can get up to 40 grand in advance from your local authority to refurbish the property and then lease it back to the local authority uh, at a percentage of market rent. Um, uh, 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 and the initial 40 grand worth of rent is deducted. So the real issue is this. Tonight, more children are sleeping in emergency accommodation than ever before. More single people in emergency accommodation than ever before. More pensioners are in emergency accommodation than ever before. And therefore, I do not believe it is legitimate for somebody to be willfully, unreasonably sitting on a vacant or derelict home that could be brought back into active use for one of those people. You're absolutely right. It's not the individual owners of individual homes, although sometimes these are people who own large tracts of land, yeah. large tracts of, of property, and are speculative investors. But the analogy I'm making is the same, uh, or, or I think is valid. If you own a vacant property, Somebody could be living in that yeah. property and therefore government should provide more supports. They should also provide more uh, stick. But there is no justification for five years, good quality okay. homes sitting okay. vacant when people desperately need to live in them, to buy yeah. them, to rent them or to socially Owen O'Brien, Sinn Féin housing spokesperson. Before Owen, we heard from the Labour leader, Ivana Bachi. Thank you both very much uh, for joining me here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.